0: Unfortunately for the Minnesota Wilds, they end up blowing the lead with 30 seconds left to play, but they do clinch a playoff spot in the process. We break down all the action on tonight's Locked On Wild Postcast. You are Locked On Wild Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild fall 4-3 to three in a shootout tonight, but thanks to the Dallas Stars beating the Nashville Predators, the Wild do clinch a playoff spot here tonight, and so we'll break that down as well as tonight's game and tonight's Locked on Wild postcast is officially underway. Seth Topal joined by telephone by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, a fun one tonight uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, unfortunately for the Wild, they had the opportunity there at the end. Just couldn't quite make it happen, but uh, thanks to the Stars, they do clinch that postseason spot anyway.
1: Yeah, terrific hockey game tonight. Boy, this is a precursor to what we're going to see in the postseason. Wild fans should be excited. They should buckle up. And, you know, the Wild did a lot of things the right way tonight, especially in the third period with that lead. Played physical, played smart, made it difficult for Vegas to get a forecheck going. I just got done listening to Dean Evans' post-game presser and he hit the nail on the head. We got stuck on a ship. We couldn't clear it, to your point, Seth. And then in a six-on-five scenario, someone's going to be open. And a couple of our players committed to the goal line and beyond, and we got a little bit lost in the coverage. And, you know, Baggins made a play. And they got a great club. And they've got an extra player on the ice for a reason. So heartbreaking, yes. But i got to tell you, the atmosphere was unbelievable. For a Monday night game, uh, I couldn't have been more impressed with what the fans brought tonight and they were treated to just a fantastic hockey game.
0: Well, and as we'll get into, quite the response from the Wild after falling behind one nothing through the first period. They get a couple of goals in the second courtesy of uh, Brandon Duhame, who just, th- that was so much fun to watch on that Duhame goal. He just, he got the puck on his stick, and he just like he was shot out of a cannon, he heads towards the net and is able to uh, to get one in. Yeah, and Brandon Duhamel is going to play a real key role here down the stretch,
1: and more importantly, into the playoffs. This kid plays with sandpaper. He plays with speed, and you saw it on that goal. He can kill penalties. He's the type of guy that can really be an X factor come playoff time. Ryan Carter talked about it a little bit tonight on our broadcast, and he's lived it. He's won a cup. But the the rink shrinks. The game is different when the when the postseason starts, and. Duhan is the type of player that can play that gritty, hard-nosed game, but has some real skill. And he has shown that uh, in glimpses throughout this season. And uh, keep your eye on him, because I think he's going to have one of those under-the-radar roles that can really be a difference maker in these series where you, know, you look at Minnesota right now, where they're at, Tigrisdale at the top in the center of the vision, Colorado one point back with a game in hand, you're likely going to be playing a very good team in that first round. It's likely going to go six or seven games.
0: Players like Duhamel move the needle, and boy, he is playing great hockey right now. Klingberg gets the power play goal to make it 2-1 to one Wild, and just what we saw Klingberg do um, and the reason that he was acquired by the Wild is just so smooth on that blue line, and he creates just this immense amount of traffic in front of the net and just zips one past, uh, just a gorgeous play all around by Klinger. Yeah,
1: he's got a head for the game. He's, he's got that hockey sense that you need. If you're going to have a guy running the power play, he will be the quarterback out there. And I think when Kirill Kaprizov comes back, it's important for those guys to continue to build some chemistry late in the regular season that could carry over. But love the way, the way he moves the puck. Love the decisions he makes uh, when he's got that puck on his stick. And he's unafraid – to shoot the puck and I think that's the key right there Seth when you've got a a point man out there you've got to sell the team that you're going to once in a while put that puck on the net because if you're constantly dishing that puck to the top of the circle then they don't have to defend the shot and now they take away some of those passing lanes that make it difficult uh, when you've got that power play. Klingberg is that guy Bill Guerin had an exact skill set in mind when he made that move and now you're starting to see that pay some dividends special teams. I just got done interviewing Matt Dumba on our post-game show on Valley Sports North, and we talked about how in the playoffs, special teams get magnified with the penalty kills red hot, and PowerPoint play had been struggling, but they got a goal tonight. Maybe that'll jumpstart them.
0: Kevin, Matt Boldy gets his 30th goal, uh, a mark that he has pretty much single-handedly achieved here in the month uh, of March and into April um, on just a, a gorgeous move from Jewel Erickson-Eck to, to help spring him free, and if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Matt Boldy gets to the 30-goal plateau, I think everybody who follows this team, everybody who covers this team would have uh, definitely taken that uh, from him here in year two at just 21 years old. Yeah, he yeah, again, he could still be playing college hockey right now.
1: We've talked about this a couple different times. and He's a really mature kid off the ice, and now his game is maturing on it. You, know, you think about what he's achieved, and getting the 30 goals is a pretty remarkable accomplishment. But when you factor in that Kuroka Kaprizov has missed a month and within this month, teams are game planning night in, night out to stop him and they can't do it. Um, You're watching him become an NHL scoring stud right before your very eyes. And for wild fans, knowing that he's as young as he is, he's about to turn 22. You're going to have this kid around here for at least another decade plus. So, what a find. Uh, you know, we we'll have to give Paul Fenton a little credit there, the former general manager, because I remember that draft. I remember sitting there on my couch thinking, well, it's got to be Cole Caulfield here. And Caulfield's a terrific player. Uh, had a nice run in Montreal this year before he got hurt. Matt Boldy is an unbelievable find. And when you have two lines now, one that features Kaprizov, one that features Boldy, and now players that are built around those two guys that have, That great chemistry, oh, what a weapon for Minnesota to have when these games ramp
0: up uh, later this uh, month when the playoffs start. Kevin, before we move on, that final goal by Vegas aside, uh, I thought the Wild did some fantastic things defensively in that third period especially, and even uh, in the second period as well. It seemed like that hit that sent Matt Boldy into the boards really kind of energized the team, and they just – They really put the clamps down on Vegas for large stretches of that third period. i got to tell you, I I usually watch the home
1: games in the tunnel right behind the wild bench. That's as loud and as intense as I've seen that bench all year. And so to your point, I think that that hit on Boldy ignited not just Dueler, but that entire team. And I love that third period. Again, the extra attacker uh, goal notwithstanding, that's going to happen. But the way they protected that lead, they didn't just sit back and let Gustafson try to bail him out with 20 saves in that period. They attacked with physical play. They defended hard. They blocked shots. They made it difficult for Vegas to establish a four-check, even though at that point of the hockey game, the Golden Knights were the desperate hockey team. I, I loved that third period. I really did. Um, you're going to get in situations late in hockey games where the opposition's going to have a six-on-five advantage, and like a penalty kill, they've got to make sure they get the puck cleared because in that situation, they had a couple different chances to clear the puck, didn't get it out. And then you get trapped out there for a minute to a minute and a half. And then you get fatigued. And when you get fatigued, you make mistakes and clearly forcing the covers to to the corner and behind the net, leaving the slot open is something Dean Everson just got done talking about. That's an adjustment that they'll certainly make, but I really, if you look at the body of work tonight and the improvement from what we saw a couple of nights ago out in the desert, uh, this is a team that still has the juice, That's still playing great hockey. And now I, I think just moving forward, you look for a similar effort in Pittsburgh against a team that absolutely is going to give you their very best. And you know that Minnesota will be inspired. They're tied for a division lead. They're facing Sidney Crosby. It's going to be a fun night uh, later this week when when that game
0: takes place on Thursday. We'll talk clinching. We'll talk uh, Kirill Kaprizov update as he um, is he did skate um, here uh, today, so that was a great sign for Wild fans. We'll talk about all that and a little more about the Pittsburgh Penguins as we continue today's Lockdown Wild postcast. After a word from our sponsor, which for tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast is eBay Motors. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with just over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Continuing tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast, Minnesota Wild fall four to three in a shootout to the Vegas Golden Knights, but they do clinch a playoff spot, first team to do so in the Central Division. Uh, Seth Topal joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, at the beginning of the season, I'm sure a lot of people were thinking, "Yeah, this team could probably get to the postseason, but it'll be more like a wild card fight uh, for this team." But we sit here with five games left in the season. And uh, they are fighting for the top spot in the division, which I think is just a testament to this core group and what Bill Guerin has built uh, for this franchise here over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, it's a heck of an accomplishment. You know, We know about
1: the contracts that are still in play with Brian Sooner and Zach Parisi. Uh We know how they started the season, those opening couple of games, and looked like a team that was probably a little bit lost. We know the adversity that they have faced missing significant time from Polino, and Brodeen and Spurgeon and now Kirill Kaprizov, and they just keep on churning out points. It's been uh, a remarkable second half of the year. I uh, Never in my wildest dreams did I think they clinched this early. I thought it'd come down to the wire. It hasn't. They play in a great division. Uh, they're giving the defending cup champions all they want for that division. Title. The team that's led the division most of the year, the Dallas Stars, and I think it's a team right now that's got an awful lot of confidence. Uh, just being around these guys at the rank, morning skates, on the on the team playing, around the hotel, the conversations you have, um, they're, they don't seem satisfied. They, I think for a lot of last year, I think of Jared Spurgeon first and foremost, they're still so disappointed about what happened in that series against St. Louis. They feel like they left chips on the table and they have something to prove. And I don't think that can be understated when you look forward now to a playoff matchup, whether it's against Colorado, Dallas, Seattle, Winnipeg. And the exciting thing right now is every night that changes. You don't know who you're going to be playing, uh, but it's a a fun time right now to be a wild fan. And I think right now for Minnesota, they just got to stay healthy, get Kaprizov back on this ice here before the season wraps up,
0: and then ramp it up for the playoffs because this team's got a chance set in my opinion, to make a serious run. 100%. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov skated today, Kevin, and we saw a couple of tweaks from the uh, the wild lineup here tonight. Um, I thought Sam Steele on that top line just continued to do what he does when he's put in situations like that. That third line of Goudreau, Sunquist, and Felino looked really good, and then Brandon Duhame can just fit pretty much anywhere in this lineup. And so – With Carrill getting closer to a return, good to see that um, when the Wild will have to do some more lineup tweaking, that uh, they can move some pieces around and the lines still are able to be productive out there.
1: Yeah, and I think the headline is how well that skate went with Kaprizov. I mean, Dean Evison talked with us after morning skate today and he had a big smile on his face. He knows how close he is. In fact, Dean referenced the fact that career was second to get in later this week in one of these games. And I think the wild kind of pigeonholed that final week. And this is just me speculating right now, but I, I think that game a week from tomorrow night, the final home game of the year, ironically against the Winnipeg Jets, the, the team that uh, he was on the ice against when he got hurt would be a very logical spot to get him back out there. It's fan appreciation night. It's a home game where Dean can really dictate things as matchups go, you can kind of ease him in. And then if it's still a game that really matters a couple nights later in Nashville and things go well for Corrill, you can come right back with him. Bottom line is he's healthy right now. He's skating. There's a progression. And if he gets a good report from the Docs tomorrow, uh, bouncing back off that skate, I think there's a fair chance the Wild will have him on the ice with the team practice Wednesday before they fly to Pittsburgh. That's incredible. Now let's talk about the line combinations. Sam Steele was solid. Um, You know, Carrillo's going to certainly slot into that spot with Hartman and Zuccarello. And then it's going to be real fascinating now because the fly in the ointment with where they're at right now is Gustav Nyquist. It's a great problem to have, but where will he land? What will he look like? And how will that affect things going forward? Genevieve is going to have some hard, hard choices here down the stretch, and I think he's going to want to see some different combinations. One thing Wild fans can count on is, that Zuccarello line with the peanut butter and jelly factor, that's not going anywhere. Boldy, no doubt, with X and, and his guy, Marcus Johansson. After that, there's some flexibility. And uh, like I said just a couple of seconds ago, what good coach wouldn't want to have that type of depth to try different things. And I think it could be dictated by who they play against. You might go heavier against Dallas. You might go quicker and smaller against Colorado and, um, it's fun to have different parts to kind of slide in and slide out and tinker with because all these guys are playing great hockey.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a bunch that it seems like everybody is going to step up to whatever opportunity they are given, whether it be third, fourth, second, first line. Uh, there are a bunch of guys in this team that are just ready to do whatever is asked, and that's all you can ask for at this point uh, with a few games left in the season, and so The Wild will try to get back into the win column against Pittsburgh on Thursday. That will conclude tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Kevin, as always, thank you for the time uh, joining us here tonight uh, as the Wild clinch a playoff spot. We'll see what happens on Thursday. Listeners, make sure you check out Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts and on YouTube as well. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on podcast. Podcast Network.